0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Upon Further Review, uh, the podcast where we talk about films considered the best of all time and discuss if quote unquote quote quote unquote (laughs) yeah I did air quotes there time we'll see Uh, yeah we'll see we'll be the judge of that to see if it still stands up (laughs) and we will judge and we judge the (laughs) shit out of it. This week we're going to be doing one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but first let's who do we have on the podcast? Trevor Reese. And Gary Allen, and I am your moderator Noah Kinsey. Um, let's any, have we seen movies lately? Anybody? Uh,
1: I saw Deadpool. Hell yeah! Um, but I understand. Uh, if I'm understanding it correctly, we're going to be talking about that. At yeah, a we'll later have date. A, a, a don't mini sode. <laughs> Keep your pants um, on. But we're you done. loved it. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, but yeah, I'll save my thoughts for that. But I did watch um, Curious George three: Back to the Jungle. There's a third curious Jordan. They actually movie? let that
2: funky fucking monkey monkey back in the jungle?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing where he goes to space um and he of has course. to um so it's far like, it's very realistic. Yes, it to, like totally. um add like uh, um add this thing to um a, something on a dam like a weather th- uh, main or something like that. It's very strange. I also <laughs> fell asleep halfway through, but um my nephew uh was visiting down here so that's how I watched it. And it was just interesting to see a movie without a villain. <laughs> like, there no it, it's, it's, it's was no antagonist? It was all circumstantial? Yeah, yeah. It was all all completely mm. circumstantial. Nobody was actively against George, save for the circumstances he kept finding <laughs> save himself. Save for nature. Yeah, save for the world <laughs> against George. Because he's too damn curious. He really is. Oh. Um, But it also starts out... Well, actually, people are kind of pissed off at him at the beginning because he... Uh, um, like wreaks havoc while he's riding a kite, which ultimately is how he saves the day in the end. Is by Irony hopping onto man. a fl- uh, kite and using those skills.
2: <laughs> it's, it's 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 like screenwriting one hundred and one. It was right? Joseph it was Campbell. It, really it was it Joseph it Campbell got-
1: come to life. We got to come full circle. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The resurrection moment. <laughs> so my nephew, he's super into Curious George, obviously. Right. Um, but the uh, it's the husband and wife who created it. They, like, created... Curious George, like, goes back to, like, World War II. Like, that's how old the character is.
2: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: And his creators, um, H.A. Ray and... Um, I forget his wife's name. Um, but they, like, had the first story of Curious George and, like, rode it out on bikes as, like, Paris was falling to the Nazis. Damn. They, like, escaped the Germans wow. with Curious George in tow. And so it's like Curious George is such a like crazy character. Like he's been around for so long. Um and he's such like an endemic figure, but he's also so inherently sweet and innocent. Like that's why PBS is making the show. Right. And that's why like there's like that's right. still the creative direction they take, like um in the movie. So it's just sort of interesting to see like a character endure for that long, but also really just he's just curious. That's right. that's that's the the long and short of it he's just curious, and they'll just keep putting him in situations where his curiosity uh creates some problem, but then it is ultimately fixed, like it's so simplistic, but it's just so interesting to see like, yeah, it's not like jaded or ironic or anything It's just gears George. it's just it's like
2: been... adorable it's like yeah it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's like so every int- kid with Down syndrome I see i'm just like, you are so adorable, you can just go through and be curious about life, and I enjoy that
1: yeah it's just yeah because it's it's. It's like literally all ages, non-offensive whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah, it was just very interesting to watch. Just like, and John Goodman's in it. He's a voice in it. <laughs> oh, really? He's, he's the guy who approaches George with this like mission. Um, Did Jack Johnson also make an original no, song? There for no, there was no markedly less Jack Johnson <laughs> oh. than the original Cures George. Man, it's, but it's also like John Goodman's the big name. Like Will Ferrell's not in it again, and it's mm-hmm. not Drew Barrymore. It's not whatever names they got for the first one have all dissipated. And I think it's the voice cast from the show. It was direct-to-video, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so it, was, uh, it wasn't It was the big name save for John Goodman. But it was interesting.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> Gary? Movie-wise, I haven't... Well, I saw Deadpool again. We all saw we Deadpool. We saw Deadpool. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I saw realized that I've gotten into this... As soon as I turned 30, I feel like I'm like much older. So um And I'm not even that much older, so I started going to movies at like the 11 a.m. showings instead oh. of the 11 p.m. showings. I
1: started doing that too, dude. It's it is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty one, great,
2: dude. We get there. There's not like there's kids, but there's not that many kids, and mm. not the asshole fucking teenage kids that annoy mm-hmm. the shit out of you, which I probably was back in the day. Anyway, um so we got there. It was it was nice, man. You know, not even a full theater. My my wife's like, "Is it bad if I want a beer right now?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." Let's do it. So we had beers at eleven o'clock showing nice. of you know Deadpool, which is fun. Um, but outside of that, i I didn't watch too many movies this week. However, I got into binging How to Get Away with Murder, mm. and I just started Jessica Jones. Okay, I'm stoked, man. Like How to Get Away with Murder was interesting in the beginning. I'm just like, how many how many episodes is this bitch just going to keep crying about shit that she's put herself into over and over and over again. My wife's like, this is just how it is. This is her story. This is, you know, she's crying with purpose. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Just saw the murder already, damn Yeah. Right. That's it. Um, Let's but it cry was more salt. <laughs> <soul. laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> You're spending all your solving time crying. You're just so selfish, Seriously. caring about yourself. <laughs> The weird part about that show for me was, like, you're looking at this show where a lady basically employs her students for free fucking labor. Totally. And she's like, (laughs) I'm like, you just basically are piggybacking off of some really smart-ass students. Mm.
1: You're really not as smart as you want, taking the
2: credit. And taking all the credit. Exactly. But I did, what I did like about the show after seeing it from, like, a whole season perspective is... They build really, really well in this show how the characters are all type A personalities pretty much. So they're always backstabbing, coming at each other the whole time. There's not one moment in that entire show that you feel like those students would be there to have their back. You know what I mean? Like if they got invited to their birthday party, they would not show up. They would not RSVP, you know? But the cooler part is, is by the very end of the season, they are pinned against each other to have to help each other. So it, the reluctancy makes it Life very lesson. yeah it's it's really cool and I really liked how they kind of developed that stuff. But Jessica Jones, um, I never even heard of the character to be honest with you. Mm, most people haven't. It's so it, it's it's the character's ten years old. Oh, so she's relatively young. She's yeah. relati- In the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: she's relatively young and really only Brian Michael Bendis has really been the one to use her. Okay, the guy who created her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she came around. Um, sometime in the early 2000s. Right. Um and yeah the ser- the original series was um when it was like what it's being based off of Alias that lasted 26 issues. Mm-hmm. I believe 26 like at most. Okay. Um and then like then she like m- merged more into the proper Marvel universe and like had to have, like, the swear bubbles and everything. But it was, like, hardcore. The first word
2: said in it is fuck. That's the <laughs> first like word. Sounds like my type said. of comic book. Yeah. Man. Like, I really love the girl's character. I think, for me, what's the a really cool part is you take all these, like, high-concept, high, um, high concept, like, Iron Man and all these things, and they have, like, a very crisp feel to them. But then you got the Netflix way of kind of doing these things where it's, like, a little bit more gritty. Yeah, and, Like, yeah, the seedy sure. parts of, yeah. like... Um, it's
0: very lower-level superhero dumb
2: totally but you know what i but i love it more because you what i love more about it is you have these anti heroes that yeah. are ju- that i can completely relate to like i can't relate to tony stark because i'm not that fucking smart you right. know what i mean but i can and relate yeah. yeah exactly i mean um, i enjoy watching it from like a entertainment standpoint but i can relate to where jessica jones lives you know what yeah. i mean um and i really like that and i love the subtlety of how they use her abilities throughout this show Oh yeah, very, very. Yeah, they really easy you fucking it. ways, and yeah. I'm just like, this is really good filmmaking to me. Um, yeah. And she's a really great actress, the yeah. girl that yeah, plays Kristen them. Ritter. Yeah, man, I was like, I've seen a lot of movies with her, her in it, you know, like from like the Devils War Prada and all those stupid fucking movies. But this particular one, I was like, all right, I can see it. You know what I mean? So I've been, I think, sixth episode in. Okay, so nice. I still got some more to go, but I'm,
1: I'm pretty stoked on it. Let's talk about what you think by the end of it. Yeah, I'll totally. Very yeah, it's sure. uh, it's that was the with I having will, the break we could I would I would love to have talked about it when it was happening. It was it's such a great series. Well, I'll
2: tell you this: I think out of all the Marvel villains um, that have we've seen over the universe mm-hmm. so far maybe not not some that are as powerful, per se, but this dude... Um, Kilgrave. Kilgrave, he is creepy. He's yeah. probably the creepiest um, villain that I've seen. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, psychologically, how he fucks with everybody. Yeah. And I think they do a really amazing job with getting to the psyche. Because is he really that that powerful and strengthless? No, man. He's a pretty meek-looking dude, but his charm is really yeah. what, where everything kind of falls in. And I was just like, that's creepy, man. Because they're not just dealing with, oh, I did a bad thing, like... I don't have control and I don't know whether I'm being controlled right this second. And that's the scare that happens like the through line throughout the whole entire series. I'm kind of curious to see where it ends at because of that. So I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk <laughs> no, about it's, that. It's, yeah.
1: it's a very, it, it's very well, it's a well mm-hmm. done series. Um, and just the way they reveal the, um, the story and sort of stagger it out and develop everything is just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Kilgrave probably is their best villain. I mean, the only person who I you like can think of. like Wilson
0: Fisk better.
1: Really? Fisk? I just felt like his story was
0: actually the only thing that I was compelled with in the first season of Daredevil. Because mm-hmm. um, I felt the protagonist in the first season, I'm looking forward to the next one, but the first season I felt like the three main protagonists were very flat. And mm-hmm. very like cliche because you have the moment where the best friend finds out and he's all butthurt about it. R- that moment episode. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Well, that whole episode. <laughs> yeah, that whole episode. But when it comes to like Wilson Fisk, that character I thought was so interesting. And it's the way that they kind of rolled it out. He's much more sympathetic
1: for sure. For sure. He's, he's much more sympathetic character. Um, I don't uh, know. I mean, Dave Tennant knocks it out of the park. Like, Is that it, the guy
2: that plays Kilgrave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dude um, Murders it. Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. the yeah, he's the tenth doctor. And he's it's like so against type, but he he's such an amazing actor. Like mm-hmm. he's and it's you are never not engaged with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Even when he's doing this awful, awful stuff. You're never not engaged with that character. You're never not um like pulled in by his charm. He's never not totally agree.
2: Even when he's doing Terrible, terrible things. It's his eyes, man. Like those eyes just draw you in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, come here, let me comfort you.
1: Well, I think. But so, I think the real strength of the show is the fact that it is this other story first, and a superhero story right. second. Yeah. Right? Like, it, and totally. so, like, it's sort of it's like really what you're not saying, about her powers. No. Yeah, but, but you're, yeah, and it goes back to like what you're saying, like the subtle ways in which she uses her powers mm-hmm. are really just. Ways
2: anybody else would use powers. It's an understandable. Right, if they're way. trying to stay under the radar. Yeah. Well, the same way that they in, they invite Luke Cage into the comic book universe. Like I never even heard of that character either, and yeah. I was like, "Who's that guy?" Because I'm curious, you know. Yeah. Like George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looking at his character is rather interesting because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to outright yeah he be, be a hero you know what i mean and so he's very they're not looking for ways to use their powers at all and that's the coolest fucking thing to me i guess just doing some of my my mild research i know this episode isn't about this show but um the uh, i guess where we see start with jessica jones it's like she was a superhero she was doing the whole yeah. you know it, she was it, running with the avengers or something like that or
1: it was it well in the comics it was it she never had a superhero identity really okay in this one Kilgrave picked her up much earlier got it okay. um like she was just sort of like helping people but didn't she say
0: that she used to work for him yeah that was the and she then says I was, that in like the first episode or something
1: yeah well no there's one where there's an episode where she had like it's episode four or something the non Kilgrave episode with where that she's, woman
2: well she's also like making fancy with the with luke too right that's yeah, when, Because yeah. No, cause they realized that each other had the powers, finally. Because so in the show, she says,
0: like, I tried the superhero
2: thing, and, and it, it didn't wasn't warn- for me. Yeah, it didn't-
1: yeah, I mean, but she really didn't have
2: too much opportunity.
1: You'll, you'll see
2: more. Okay. Um, I was just curious, because the yeah. little yeah. hints that were dropping made it seem like she was part of a group, and then something fucking happened, and she was like, I got to get out of this.
1: No, it's more, Kilgrave basically, she had basically... Fuck that girl up. Yeah. She had... <laughs> like, um, bad, yeah. dude. It's interesting, because, like, in the comic book... She was a hero for longer, um, but Kilgrave never was physical with her. Really, Um, it was much more. It was it was entirely psychological in the comic book. He would have her like watch as he would have girls like there because he was just it's It's a badass power, dude. Well, what it is is it's a much more established superhero community, and he was originally a Daredevil villain first. Okay, but then Bendis recreated him to be this kind of character because he was more like. He had. He's always had that power, but it's like Silver Age '60s way of using it. Right. It's not. They didn't really take into account. Like, make like, my dinner. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> like, it never really got to the level of psychological terror uh that it was in the comic book, and we see in the show. Got it. Um but, see, that's cool though. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. Really so in the comic cool. books, he's like basically saying, "Like, fuck Daredevil, fuck all those heroes," and so he would just like have her, like, beg him to uh, him to fuck her, but he never would because Damn. he, like, hated, like, it was much more directly because she's a superhero and he stumbled upon her and thought she was, like, attractive that he, like, launched his, like, did his thing. And this one was he came across her as an individual. In the show, it was very much like he discovered her. I was like, oh, my goodness. You're like these people I'm starting to hear about. Um and yeah it's much more like an individual thing but in that one he is sexual with her they do have a sexual relationship Ooh. um and so yeah it's interesting to see the differences but also the show handles it i think the show handles the whole thing a little bit it better does, it
2: seems to me though they do have sex like it's not that fun because like if i was Kilgrave and i'm making a woman have sex with me, it's basically like a higher form of masturbation yeah you know what i mean i'm just saying
1: but he also has he it, like when he's trying to be sympathetic he like says i don't know if people are doing what i say or doing it of their own free will like uh, i really don't know that's but it's also sort of like who gives a shit you asshole uh, yeah um and so yeah but that's like what his plea of like psychological thing is like i don't know if this is real or not is this or me controlling? charming yeah is this me controlling <laughs> you or do you choose me
2: Interesting. Well, we'll find out. I'll let you guys know my thoughts when the season is D-O-N-E. Yes, yeah. For but sure. But
1: definitely best best thing Marvel's done, for sure, is what I'll and say. I've seen, totally. Yeah.
2: So I saw
0: two movies that have, that have been on DVD for a little bit that I heard weren't that great, but I was kind of curious anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw Into the Storm, which is like the modern-day twister. I was about to basically. say, I just all the title alone. Pretty so much. And it twister. stars uh, Sarah Wayne Callies uh okay, yeah, yeah, from yeah. from walking dead and prison break um yeah it's not great no? it's very very much cli- like everything's very by the book cliche disaster film wait that's not the chris pine one right nope. it's not the rescue one Mm-mm. um oh
1: is that does it like keckner in that david keckner no
0: uh matt walsh is yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's not great it's just it's everything's cliche like the The teenage boy at the start who has the crush on the girl for years, at the end, he kind of saves her life, and they come out of this together. And then that same teenage boy has a dad who doesn't appreciate him, who's the principal of their school, so they don't even ride to school together. And, oh, guess what? Disaster happens, so the dad has a cats-in-the-cradle moment and goes to try and save his son, and they bond. <laughs> he's like, like,
2: crap, I'm such a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he's
0: like, what a... Taking him
2: for granted. I gotta find my boy. (laughs) Oh, did he really say that? Pretty much. (laughs) That's Oscar worthy. It is. Oh, (laughs) there was totally a
0: scene where the like the area where the teenage boy is with the girl he likes is flooding Uh and he has this moment because the weird thing was maybe 70% of the footage in the film was supposedly from people's cameras or people's smartphones, or they kind of jumped in and out of that, but they were trying to make it like super modern, like everyone filming everything. Interesting. Um
1: Aren't they like a news crew or something? Yeah, well, like that?
0: they're a documentary crew. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a moment where Found it's. Found footage
2: movies are the best.
0: <laughs> there's like a part where it's like flooding and it's up to his neck and he's speaking in the phone in case whoever finds it. And he's like, I love you. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry that our family isn't. I'm like, come on! This is not a for your consideration moment. Oh, for him, it was. For him, it for was. Him it was but don't take that away it could from that, man.
2: It
1: ain't <laughs> gonna be that type. Of, it's cold water. I mean, he could have just been chilly. Yeah,
2: oh, that's <laughs> true. But his, his eyes
0: were like starting to cry. It's like, dude, is this gonna go on your demo reel? You know what's funny <laughs> is like
2: when that dude read that script. He was just like, "This is my moment, guys. Yes, this is this, this is, is, is my. This is, this me, is when I blow dude, up. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting my O this time, man. I'm getting it."
0: And the other, <laughs> I was gonna start calling. I'm getting my O this year, man. I'm
2: coming for you, Leo. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs>
0: the other film I saw was The Third Taken. Ooh. And believe it or not, I know this is gonna be hard to believe, but it turns out that movie is, in fact, not good. Oh. Yeah. It's. Um. This one, he's uh, still Liam Neeson, though, uh, it's right? It's still Liam Neeson. Okay. Well, at least and, they kept
2: the same old motherfucker.
0: Right. And they, uh, the whole story of this is he's he's um they make it look like he killed his wife and, and he has, has to find poor
1: fam kajanza wh-
0: yeah yeah exactly um but watching it the thing that kind of hit me is there was a way to make this into a viable franchise um i think where they went wrong was they made the second movie about his family once again and so, of course, the third movie has to be about something to do with him and his family. Mm-hmm. And his type of work is what puts his family in danger. But what I was thinking that because the first one made so much money, of course, they're going to make a sequel. Right. Kind of saying like, well, they I should have just. The first lo- one. The first, first, first one's I saw, amazing. I, I was just like, hell yeah. I
1: reviewed it for my school paper. I was like, hell yeah, I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> yeah. That's how long ago it came that out. Might my have been school f- paper. Yeah. I love that. That might have been the first thing I wrote in college was my review for Taken. That's no. That. awesome. That's <laughs> no. Cool, and,
0: and the first one's a great film. But where they uh, could have made this into a viable franchise is just playing off. The reason that people loved it wasn't because they like, oh, his family. No, the reason they loved it is because it's Liam Neeson. Kicking the shit out of everybody. Yeah, that's all that that's, guy
2: did. He didn't even take names. He just
0: kicked the shit out yeah, of you. That was great. Even when they gave him the information, he still yeah, killed him. he
2: still killed him.
1: Well, so yeah. there should have been someone unrelated to him taken in the second exactly point.
0: That's what I'm thinking. like It should be like a retrieval expert movie franchise and that would be fascinating to me
2: so like taking history of violence and like throwing it into something like that so except uh maybe maybe what you do is no i mean he's like actually going back because he's good at this because then you totally miss out on the family stuff you have to think i think
0: that's what brought it down i think if it wasn't a family thing it could be like a sequence the way that they released it could be like lethal weapon yeah where with with that you know there's a little bit of family element but that's not that, the plot of the story right
1: that's the plot of basically the fourth one.
2: Fourth one's super bad family. family yeah the whole the fourth <laughs> the one's whole. all about family how many babies were born like didn't at Ricky, least two. two right yeah, yeah like that was that. their swan song yeah though, for
1: sure <laughs> um oh, i love those movies so much but what if it was like his like his brother or like a cousin and somebody got taken from them and so that he gets hired so like keep the family aspect of it but remove it one step so it's not his daughter getting taken again. No,
0: or even have, you know, he has this crew of people that he works with, even have maybe one so of them. So he's like an independent contractor?
2: Maybe it's a movie, though, about him being so paranoid, right? So he actually gets to be the family man, right? So the whole movie, he plays into the paranoia that somebody else is going to take his his family, I mean, I would be super Super paranoid. paranoid. (laughs) I'd be so paranoid if like they took two of them, two movies already. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna be like super overly protective of stupid shit. I'm gonna beat up a high school kid for trying to get up my daughter. I could just you know know what I mean. Like that's an interesting movie. I could just see the
0: scene: the daughter walking to her car, bloop bloop, like unlocking it. Liam pops out of
1: the bushes. Where are you going? <laughs> it's like, exactly. I'm just going Dad, to the store, oh shit, Dad. Dad, Jesus! How long so, were you sitting there? So the whole don't second, ask. don't ask. The whole second movie would be just a psychological thriller of <laughs> right. Liam Neeson slowly going crazy. As he's it's like, like paranoid about his daughter being taken again. Uh huh. Totally. Like, have it very so, he, no action. No at no all. Action. At all. Like he opens, it Step it back. Yeah, Nothing. we
2: open up inside of like an AA meeting <laughs> for like you know, disgruntled parents or whatever and he's just like I'm a, I'm a bad dad. Well he would I've be- lost my kid twice. <laughs> I found them <laughs> like, again. They were taken from me. You know, and they just you open up the whole <laughs> movie with that conversation in mind.
1: Be, he, he'd probably accidentally kill somebody at some point. No, I feel like. <laughs> right? Totally. And he's like, for he So
2: the to. rest of them, like, the first act break is he kills somebody, and the, for the rest of it, he has to hide it. Well, like, and, he, and he says they were taken. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's so like, he like I'll, get him, him sorry. Yeah. I'll get him back. I'll get him back. And then he's, so he creates an elaborate ruse <laughs>
1: to hide the fact that he was the one who killed this person. Damn. Like, I'm thinking something super
0: Hitchcock, where at the end, it turns out it's like that all window. of these people, you find out it was him. He was the weird one. But yeah. everything he's me, myself and Irene. He's just, yeah, just
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, at some point, this guy has it. to think. They're gonna be taken. I gotta, I gotta say my family. They're gonna be taken. You're like, Dad, we're perfectly safe <laughs> for now. You know, for because now. I'm protecting you. It's like I'm so sorry. it's all my fault. It's my past. <laughs> Catching up to me. There has to be a moment where that guy just sits down with a bottle of gin or something, he's just like, I'm a fucked up parent. Yeah. Like <laughs> I am How many times am I going to lose this goddamn kid? You know what I mean? And why It's did just they keep some sad thing where girl? he just kills himself. So that way it's like, oh, oh, oh. they won't come after me if I'm dead. <laughs> if I'm dead Gotta my save family. my family. <laughs> be so... taken, he takes his own life. He's like, I'm going to take myself. Yeah. yeah, that's what the taken is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to taken me. <laughs> taken for <laughs> I think we're making uh, we're making O's right here now. We boys. are we, we are, are making O's. We now
0: know what the fourth movie going to be about, so <laughs> who's we'll a, write who's it.
2: The, who's the company, the studio that did it? Uh, whoever you are. You're, well, you're listening Europa is part of it. <laughs> Just It's us. Fox, but I Europa. It was
3: universal.
2: It's, it's not important. Twentieth Century. Fox. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this, that may work for those companies. Hire us. We, we got it. We, we have an got it for the fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> Hear us out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold Kay. on. Hold on. I know. Before I know I'm not wearing no. any pants. Just bear with me Before for a second. Before
0: you say no, hear me Here out. Here we go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we need to get into the actual movie, guys. Ooh.
2: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The Fuck.
0: 1975 winner of five Academy Awards. Dude, It's swept. The sec- Against
2: Jaws, by the way.
0: Second movie. movie ever to sweep the five major awards. Damn.
2: What was the other one? Uh, uh, I have a it. Lord of it the happened, Rings. It, it,
1: uh, it's only happened three times. It yeah, happened one night, this one, and Silence of the Lambs.
2: Mm, which was directed by the other, the same director, by the way. Oh, Miloš? Yeah, Miloš, wasn't it? Uh-uh. Did he direct? I thought he did. Somebody check that, yeah, no, fact check it quickly. Uh, I can't think. You of guys, fact, I wasn't in that episode,
1: it. but you guys talked about it. Yeah,
0: it wasn't that dude. But let me look it up.
2: He's connected. I'm not even going to open up my phone. Uh, John- Jonathan Demi. Demi. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Demi. Didn't even win some, <laughs> lose some. No, no. But anyway, I tried. So this I I'm going to cycle a, your movies, man. I should have bet you a dollar. Yeah, I bet I sh- a sh- buck. <laughs> oh. I would have bet ten cents. I'll bet you a dime, a nickel. Yeah.
0: So uh, let's on a scale of one to ten, let's see. Well, we watched it. What did we think of it? This I'll start with you, Gary.
2: On a scale of one to ten, and what would you rename it? Oh if shit! You absolutely had to. Did, all right, let's just start there first. Like as okay. a renaming, like I was looking, I was thinking really, really hard. I'm like, I was like, could we? I could probably go with something a little funny, but I was really trying to find like funny, weird moments, and I didn't find very many out of this something movie because like it was a
0: quote that you could yeah, make
2: for a funny title. I I don't think I could. At least I couldn't. Um. No. So I mean, one flew of the cuckoos nest. If once you get to the end of this movie and you realize and you take in what the fuck this movie's about, like it's kind of interesting. So I would keep. I would keep the the that. I mean, outside of like a scale of one to ten, for me, it was probably like an eight, give or take. Okay. I liked it, man. All right, Trevor.
1: Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Like, it's hard. It's hard to rename this. It's like a really good title just because right. it's it's very like what it is is it's just a good title in general but also clearly applicable to the situation like very poetic right. about what's going on totally um so yeah i mean i'll just probably just call it chief
2: see i thought what about the same i thought about that same thing but the whole movie is not about chief yeah the
1: yeah. books the, the book, book is, is from his, from his point, point of view chief. he's the narrator right. um, which yeah, we'll probably talk about that a little. Yeah,
2: um, well, we're gonna have to get into that. Yeah. shit went down in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, out of what would you rename it? Oh, you already said. I'm gonna uh, chief. chief. Chief.
2: I'm
1: gonna go with that. And scale one to ten. Um, I'll up the ante and then give it a
2: nine. Oh, interesting. Um, well, the average score I think was like eight and a half or something like yeah. that on IMDb it's, at yeah. least. I mean, it's it's right in that realm, you know. Well, I just like I was watching
1: it and like. Cause you said you you woke up super early this to morning. What? Yeah, I watched it at six this morning. And like I was, I had to get up early this morning, and so I was thinking like, all right, I'll just wake up a little bit earlier. Um, but I just couldn't turn it off. Yeah, like I was just like super in. I'm just like, nope, I'm I'm Not up now. It. Yeah, They're like every time it's just like. There's never an out in nope. this movie. There's never like, all right, well, this is a good pause. This is a good break.
2: And every scene is so well structured. Mm. Like every scene, is like its own little like. This is a time where like they talk about every scene is like a mini movie. I'm telling you right now, like every scene out of this movie could be its own little short film, oh, absolutely. and I'd be so engaged to just see how it escalates. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and we'll talk about that stuff, yeah. too. But it's I also not at like it from a very... vignettes
1: either. Mm-mm. Each each scene could be its own movie, but it also doesn't feel like it's this disjointed story,
2: right? Where it's like these little things are happening. It's like they were always happening together. Yeah, you know what I mean? As they we're kind of going through this process. I mean, yeah.
0: So for me, um, if I had to rename it, I renamed it Nurse Ratchet and Clank.
2: Yeah, why? <laughs> why would I name it that? Yeah, why? Part, I get Ratchet, yes, yeah. but where the well, Clank
0: come? In? Clank. I mean, he just disrupt the whole system and was very kind of out there and
2: yeah, I could see that
0: messing shit up. That's true. So that's and where it's I also a pun. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's like seventy-five percent of it. Right there. <laughs> Um, and on a scale of 1 to 10 for me, and actually raise it up even more and give it a 10. You're going a perfect. full 10, I would huh? give it a full 10. So this ten. movie
2: is flawless for you. I think so. Okay, so what, is your, that, what are I you, have you to grading? Say, what is the rubric for And I have to this? say also,
0: part of it is how closely it falls in line with the book. Okay. Or get, does ju- I shouldn't say falls in line. I should say um, does justice to. Interesting. Well,
1: the book is... I was. I was looking through it again, and the book is very much like it's more much more abstract this is the human element of right. what that story is because it's because uh, the book's about the system or yeah, the combine yeah, right. like the you combine could, that's, you could rename that's, this movie the combine yeah but also that's what's interesting about this is like it's not that it's these way are more very subtle hum, the, yeah these are very human people which is what makes them a little bit more frightening and everything a little like that one is just about the ideas of what's wrong with mental health, mm-hmm. and, and like sort of like a good versus evil battle.
2: Well, not only that, but like extrapolating it out to like to the status quo of the time. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah, all that type yeah. of stuff. Yep. So, well, it's all... written in
1: the uh, '63, so this movie comes out like ten years after the book's written, mm-hmm. and so it's also dealing with a different sort of situation.
2: But I heard, I heard that the author and the director. They they didn't see out of eye. No the the, most, the author actually sued. Right, and he got a settlement too, yeah. from what I heard. Right. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys ever catch? Like, what was it that I'm, they just?
0: So the big thing was there was a couple things. Uh, one of the things was he hated that um, it wasn't from the perspective of the Native American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't um, from its perspective. It wasn't. He was uh, also, America. he thinks that they totally took out the whole point of the book, which is like our society and politics and everything is a combine mm-hmm. where as long as you toe the line, things are fine, but you can't step out. Step outside of that. Or else you just get destroyed until you fall back in line. Right. Um, well, and he, fa- I see for me rewatching this, I haven't read the book for a long time, even though it's like, I, I haven't even read the my book. Favorites. Mind you guys. So it's I'm only one of my from a favorite movie no. standpoint. Yeah. No, but like, um, no, yeah, I, I love the book. I think it's amazing and but for me it's like I got watching the movie I got those points I mm-hmm. got those themes so I th- I mean it may for me I have to side, side with the studio even though the book's one of my favorites is just because I feel like what they did in the movie you couldn't do certain elements so obviously in the as you can in a
2: book, right? listing right, right, that right. out. I thought that... Well, because the prose are so um, internalized yeah, a lot of yeah. times and we're in yeah. a visual medium, mo- so how do you externalize it? I that? thought what? the movie hit that setting or
0: hit that theme. I mean, theme. the themes are there. Yeah, absolutely. That's what the book's main theme was. So is, I think I he just that. maybe felt like he wasn't in control. Mm-hmm. And I think, because he, he's never seen it. Mm-hmm. He, he made a vow he would never watch the movie. And even, I guess, there's a story when he woke up in the middle of the night and was flipping through cable channels, he got to it, and watched some, he didn't know what it was, and he was watching some of it. He's like, oh, this is, this is actually interesting. And then when the commercial hit and it said what movie it was, he's like, ah, oh, so fuck he, this. Yep, he changed the channel. Oh. So I think it was just one of those he didn't feel like he was ultimately in control. Because he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, a,
1: it's, it's much more personal stakes. This is a very much more personal story because we get to see the people as opposed to it being the internal monologue yeah. of, of the chief. Of Bromden. Um and so yeah, this is like telling that story um, in a more personal way with personal like which you stakes, have to, in the movie. These that's individuals. What you had to do, yeah, 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 for sure. But it is. I think that's why it's it, it's it's the personal story of how the spirit of McMurphy is um, crushed by this system. Yeah. It's the as opposed to the systemic problems of people going into this and being crushed by this system
2: yeah i have
0: written down here chaos versus order individuality (laughs) versus conformity right because i felt like those that those themes were
2: huge right and i think the 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 huge part about those themes is that they 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 took it in a very smart way and kind of paired it down to a singular location but that same construct happens in normal world Yeah. All the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at the the suburban areas, you look at the PTA, you look, I mean, everything, like our entire society, I mean, at least from, from my perspective, like here from the Western side of the civilization, like is rooted around those, those status quos right out of the gate. And they took a big fucking idea and they threw it into a very small space. Right. I mean, how perfect is it that we feel like it's crazy for us to step outside of that line, and he puts the whole movie inside of a crazy house. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense why that's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah.
0: And I love how it started. Um, the movie starts how their day starts. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved that because it just ushers you into this world along with one of the inmates that's eventually going to the counter to get his medicine, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I loved how that, it just felt such an organic opening. You're not just plopped in right away. You're entering as the day is. And I thought that was really
2: cool. And I like that the juxtaposition of the eerie bandsaw music that opens up the mm-hmm. film. Cause you have this beautiful serene, opening right the morning coming over the mountain and then you have this like well part of that i think the reason that they that they were doing
0: that music i think because the books from brownden's point of view Mm -hmm. um i felt like they were kind of doing the music because it's very Native American sounding music. Interesting. To kind of maybe
2: tie it a little bit for the book fans. I'd have to disagree with it sounding Native American, but I will agree that it did bring a sense of unsettlement while you're visually seeing something that is supposed to be so pure. You well, know yeah. what I mean? It's also the only shot mm-hmm. of nature. Yeah, that's yeah. like and the last moment we come outside of that view. Yeah, it's the last time for him too. By the way, mm-hmm. if you think about, well, uh, no, they Nick Murphy.
0: They go out to the bar. They go to they go fishing.
2: Oh, that's what they do. So, go fishing. That's though. true.
1: Yeah. So really, middle. well, also what's funny? I was reading that uh, Foreman didn't want to have that the fishing scene that was shot last. Yeah. Everything else was shot in chronological order. This was shot last because he didn't want anything outside of this. Of the hospital. Mm. He wanted it all taking place inside there and never having anything outside. Um, It gets him
2: in a really interesting mindset.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you really see if, like, taking that into account, like, the original vision of Foreman was to basically bookend these two scenic shots and sandwich them in between all these sterile hospital rooms. Like, it all takes place in the hospital Mm -hmm. except for the escape out. Right. Except for that one scene, it all takes place in the sterile hospital that's just everyone's in their white clothes and everything um and so it's really interesting to kind of see like that juxtaposition there agreed um but also like it probably it says a lot about like the spirit like mcmurphy is that really his he hasn't been broken at all when he's coming in he's right. still like i'm gonna beat the system and a everything really, oh, oh great yeah. visual totally way thought that thought they did was, that you know, I yeah i thought a
2: really great visual way that they did that was if you watch the first half of the movie, any time that he's in his like uniform, he's always wearing his street clothes that he came into underneath. Yeah, and until yeah. after the midpoint of that movie is when he strips that. Yeah, no, know. He, it's, it's he, really interesting how he does it though.
1: They, it's he still has a little bit. The you know, he really is in just scrubs after he's lobotomized when he's fully defeated. Is the only if time. You, He's, I agree.
2: I think though that transition starts right yeah. after he gets the shock therapy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, beginning. yeah.
1: No, but I was. Th- I thought. I thought the same thing too because I was noticing that. Mm-hmm. But he still has a little hint of oh, it. Of his like he still under, has like that underbit. green, Got that it. green undershirt. He's not fully taken. Yeah. Just so he's, yet,
2: but he's a lot less than he was doing before. Because yeah, he's wearing that blue jean shirt yeah. and his yeah. pants underneath. Everything. Like,
1: no, it is. Definitely a visual representation of that. And we see, like, as it recedes more and more into his scrubs right. is the more he's been broken by the system. Yep. I like it.
0: Yeah, and I love how he was introduced. Uh, all the expedition and backstory for him um, happened during that psychoval. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I mean, you were given everything you needed right then and there right then and there to inform his and character real time too oh, like it, that comp- it, like
1: that was like
2: it we was were impro- literally it was improvised that whole scene yeah a lot that's of that was cool. yeah well that so guy his, is, the doctor's
0: reactions were like his actual reactions to what jack came up with he's a real doctor yeah
1: he was like
0: it was his facility i think
1: yeah he was he yeah. was i don't know if he was in charge in charge but he was one of the administrators at the orkin uh state hospital mm-hmm. that's
0: pretty um, cool yeah Nice. That was and one of the only places they got permission to shoot.
1: They got complete
0: access. They got a ward or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and a lot of uh the background actors were had mental problems. Damn. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. they well yeah.
1: yeah, they like used it as an opportunity like for mental patients. patients to uh some of the patients to get involved and like use it as like therapy and um or like yeah, just use it to their advantage. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. They had some people in it. Was interesting. Now before cool. this
0: podcast, uh, Trevor, you said that you thought Nurse Ratchet, or you felt she didn't really get evil until kind of far down the line. Like, like an what hour are your thoughts in. on that? Really, um, and a full hour into this.
1: Yeah, really. Until she makes, until we see the decision she makes of like we should keep Murphy here. I mean, it's like that sort of like is foreshadowing it, but it's really when she attacks Billy. Like for the first time, and put and and says like the what would your mother think? Like she is going. You after think it. she wasn't like evil
0: until that point?
1: I don't. It, not in the same. That's way. not an hour
2: into the movie. That's like the whole movie.
0: Yeah. Well, no, like the biggest beat out of the. But very I'm just. End of it. I'm fascinated by that because I feel like I got a whole like oh she's a bad person a lot. I think earlier it's relative on. though. It, it
2: has to be totally relative because I see where you're coming from totally Noah because you're like you see the jabs slowly well, that she takes even in that first meeting,
0: she's, asked, she's basically bringing up a sore spot for one of the patients right. and then asking everybody else to pile on this
2: dude. Totally. And to me, I'm like, that's messed up. But they do it underneath, like you were saying, a guise of this is what group therapy is. So it, it gets us comfortable in the space. That scene is really unique to me because you get us comfortable enough in the space to where we're basically coming in the same way that our main character is, right? He doesn't know how this whole thing's going to go. He just gets kind of mm-hmm. plopped right smack into the middle of this. So do we. So we don't know if the you know what the preconceived conversation was the day before or what have you. From your point of view, <laughs> I could totally see the damn poking, yeah, that damn bitch is poking man. let him do that was my thing, view. You know it. what I mean? Where for I kind of but put that's the why same I want to bring you that did. up because I find that
0: fascinating and you know, I'd like to hear other what? people's because obviously I think that that's really well directed and re- really well edited because. I I guess I can see where other people would then be like, oh, now she's because bad. if you can't pick, pick up on
2: bad. that guys very well, you just think, well, she this is how she conducts. Well, this but it's type also other meeting, people's you know? perceptions. It's so exactly.
0: how she was in that first scene, other people would be like, oh, it's not it's not that whatever. bad. Yeah, you know, you know. So I, that's why just, I was very interested when you said that earlier.
1: Well, just because it's I, it's, I think, I mean, taking into account that this is like the view of like seventies mental health, right? And so it's no matter what she's doing. It's awful. Like, it's an awful system relative to what we have now, which isn't much better. But, like, at the time, and, like, especially in the time that uh, Kesey wrote it, um, mental health was such a different experience. And then it just feels like, like you were saying, it's just relative to the experience. It's just... That's what it was in the seventies,
0: and the other characters are animated enough where you could kind of be like, "Well, I see why I she can see has why to she that has that to be kind of a stronger yeah. arm
2: at some points yeah. and others." She's like, and what's really cool about her character, like what I what I loved about Ratchet's character was she was different to certain people, yeah, in the way that she disciplined because it was it was almost like a mom, you know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. The way she talked to, um, the guy with the glasses, the one that acts like the kid. Cheswick. Cheswick, thank you. Like, how she reacts to him versus how she reacts to um, some of the other characters, it, it, it varied enough. But what she kept consistent was, like, when she wanted something, when she knew she had the leg up, she was, like, that... She puts her foot. Put her down. foot down, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, okay," which is which is wonderful because I th- the reason to me why that works so well throughout this movie is because people don't realize that it's happening to them, sure. and they're slowly kind of becoming cattle in some form or fashion. Yeah, and but they also do it so if, subtly. If
0: this is if this is their morning routine, and this is just what you do, you go and get your medicine, even if you don't know what the hell it is, you, but you do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, it's kind of like if you're not aware how messed up that is then why would you rebel against it well that's you know, the interesting that's just, part because they don't know either yeah until our main they character don't really comes realize in. exactly because they're like oh i mean i haven't gotten in trouble i'm doing whatever that doesn't that people still like me it's kind of like w- why not i mean right. you don't see that until someone else kind of comes in There's like actually this is yeah it. you get well, the
2: one disruptor with you know Nicholson's character coming in, and that's when he was the major started, catalyst yeah, for, everybody. for everybody else to start being like, "No, I don't have to be like this, like yeah. one, I'm here in you know voluntarily, yeah,
0: which was a huge twist right um in the film. I thought that was a great moment when he brings it up when Jack Nicholson's swimming, mm-hmm. it's like you realize <laughs> like we can keep you in here for forever, yeah, yeah, and that was like a huge moment, I mean, I
1: just Jack's reaction was just like priceless, yeah, no, and I liked um. Kind of going back to Ratchet being a villain. Like, really, the only time she gets really mean in the first hour is towards Nicholson, and sure. he's already said like, "I'm gonna put a bug up her ass." So far in a week, so it's like he's for a buck. Yeah, for a <laughs> dollar. Um, yeah, but because, Harding bet yeah. twenty five. Yeah, that's um, true. And um, no, wait, no, he bet twenty five for the lifting thing, I think. Um, but anyway, but like, he sort of like is capable of defending himself. Sure. And also is being antagonistic towards her. But then, like, yeah, well, yeah the times even when she's that... really evil is, like, when she's going after, like, Billy. And mm-hmm. when she's um, going after all these people, like, getting at... The... She knows their weaknesses. Yeah. And how to attack him is just so fucked up.
0: Yeah. And even when he says he's going to put a bug up her ass, uh, at that point, she wasn't full out necessarily evil or perceived as that way. But that seemed like, even to him, he's like, oh, she thinks she's the alpha. I've always been the alpha. I'm going to be the alpha here. Like it wasn't because she, he didn't realize she was as horrible as she was until later. Right. It was more
2: of just like, Oh, she thinks she's in charge. (laughs) I'll show you, biatch. Mm-hmm. But she also uses it, like, kind of coming back to that same thought, she also uses it as, like, her own, like, little superpower because all the other people in that room, they don't know where they all came from and all their backstories and that the one character most, you know, c- committed suicide, botched his suicide. Yeah, and that like was an evil moment. Things. Right, but she uses that as a form of control oh, being in totally. that in that, se- in that setting because... Everybody in there doesn't want to say something that pushes her to say something about them to reveal that they, something that they don't want to reveal to the whole group. You know what I mean? And I always thought that was kind of interesting where when she does that with our main character, he's just like, fuck you, (laughs) you know, the whole time, which is rather interesting. I thought it was interesting that every
0: time she smiles, her eyes never smile until she smiles in this movie. She like kind of does that icy smile to kind of just be very keep, everyone complacent kind of just very subtly show her dominance but i'm like man her eyes never smile but then they do the scene after he tries to choke her out and she has like the the brace around her neck uh-huh. then she's like trying to actually be nice to one of the inmates okay so i think in the book they're called that by like the patient's base Got um it. but uh want to be politically correct <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's really going to care that much. But no, I don't think so either. Um, but no, I thought that was an interesting moment because she kind of realized she got the fear of God put in her, right. and ultimately she won. I think it spooked her, and right. so I think that was purposeful. How do you think
2: she changes though at the end of this movie? That was my curiosity. Yeah, well, how does she change at the end of this?
0: We can jump to the Tomorrowland segment right now. I think she's
1: fired. I think she's. I think she's gone. Like, Why? Don't well, leave it her fall, man. <laughs> like, no, because lady. well, because we see that she's like obviously the whole thing with Nicholson, but then that's the last we see of her. But then like she comes back the next day and um McMurphy's dead, Bromden's gone. And so it's just like with, and then Billy's dead too. So I think, I think her time, and also like, she just got choked out. So I think it's like a sort of like, you need you to should, take a day. Yeah. You should, yeah. you should, you should go home. You should go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. We'll call you. Take the rest of the day. Yeah. We'll call you. Well, <laughs> but she was definitely, I don't know if she's changed, but she's definitely humbled by McMurphy right. nearly killing yeah. her. And I think it's just like, sort of well, like. Well, that's what it felt
0: like to me was that she was really humbled.
1: But it's more like an ideological thing. Like, sort of like, like order because she's the force of order mm-hmm. recognizing the power of chaos and like being confronted with it and so it's sort of like a humility like a humbling thing in that respect but i don't know how much she's gonna change oh
0: i don't think she changed much at all i just meant just initially to the other patients like
1: hey how are you doing oh, you good bitch yeah but they're also more capable in the end too yeah the, like we see they're kind of brought back to life yeah because we see them without McMurphy having to lead them playing a different card Mm -hmm. game, playing blackjack, and understanding what's going on. And so we see that they've changed to become more capable as well.
0: Yeah, for me, for my Tomorrowland, I think all the ones that have admitted themselves
1: check themselves yeah, that's out what, that's where i thought um, i feel like nurse
0: did. ratchet would still be there um because she pretty
2: much not this day and age but <laughs> well not this day and age but back, 75 yeah probably but, but back then, around, like, you oh. even had
0: uh like the doctor saying i've observed you now for four weeks which is like no you haven't you've never been there if anything you're probably taking what the staff and who were dictated by nurse ratchet probably right. just taking what they say as gospel I think it was very purposeful that the doctor was never shown except for that start one and then between I mean between those two moments and mm. then when he's like I've been observing you. No, this is not the day and age where you have cameras everywhere. Right.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm on the same boat with you though. I think um I think the guys they they slowly start to leave. They start getting their independence I so. back. I mean, there was a there's an interesting theme underneath this movie that kept I kept going back to every one of these characters. Mostly, um, every one of these characters would say, "I'm not ready. I'm not ready." Right. That was something that kept kept coming up, you know. And I think after this whole scenario happens, they're ready for whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ready so to get back into society. Ready to just kind of accept where this, you know, where this our institutionalized, you know, life has become and. Okay, I can kind of try to function better. I mean, I was constantly thinking, like, what do they mean by I'm not ready yet? You yeah. Know, how does that That's work? interesting. So what do we think of the use of music in this film? I enjoyed the eeriness of the music.
0: Um I or think the lack thereof. That was when I was super uncomfortable where those scenes where there right wasn't
2: any music. At all. And you're just letting the um The moment kind of build appropriately because every scene was structured like a music ballad because you have the slow build into the ultimate crescendo you know of arguing every scene that you watch in that movie starts at a very calm like a two yeah yeah exactly like a two and everybody's just okay fine they're smoking their cigarettes and then it slowly escalates and escalates to the point to where at some point somebody's getting knocked out, fights are happening, glasses are getting broken, like shit gets crazy. And I think for me, that kind of eeriness of the moment is was really well done. Because I feel it. And then you don't even realize whether music comes in or comes out. And it slides in very smoothly and it slides out very easily at the same time.
0: And for me, it felt like the music was only used for the scenes and things. Um, we had a little... Technical difficulty. Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I felt like... It seemed like the music only played during the moments where everyone was supposed to just kind of toe the line. It was very suppressive where this is the quiet time. And that's when the music was really used or same thing when the baseball game was pretending to happen. Right. They're getting rowdy. Then they cranked up the music to try and and just bring everybody down. Right. And I felt that was really, it's really cool that that's those moments that they picked for, the music cues
2: totally, and it's I what I love about the music cues happening is that it's what's playing in the scene, right? Yeah, the whole time it's what's playing in the scene, which I was like, "Fuck, that's dope." <laughs> that's yeah, a really, really unique way.
1: I mean, I'm not able to recall if this is 100 percent true, but I mean, really, the only score is what, beginning and end, like yeah, that, that were was kind outside of the it. facility. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's just like that. Sort of also shows like. Uh, this world and how it's perceived like yeah, the only time you can get music is when it's like forced on you as opposed to sort of like the, I mean the music you find out in the world, right. which is because right. there was, was a bunch of music
0: to... when they're um, on the bus to go to the boat and everything like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anytime was... they're
1: outside is when we get actual music cues. Yeah. And so I think that's sort of a, an interesting way to sort of show like the vibrancy of the outside world. Yeah. And that it gets music cues. Whereas inside the mental, uh, Hospital, that doesn't happen. You just get the music that's played over the PA. Right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: no
2: baseball This game. again? Son of a bitch.
0: And I'll admit it, man. Uh, I clapped when the chief made that first basketball shot. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh! I've seen it so many times. Every
2: time, I'm like, oh my God. You see how pissed off the orderlies got? They're like, <laughs> yeah. bitches. What the fuck? Because they're used to kicking everyone's ass. Totally, man. Here's how the jacked up orderlies are, though. Like... They're losing to a bunch of lunatics, a basketball game, and they're all pissed off about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you guys are cute. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, oh, look, <at laughs> look at you guys all throwing tantrums. You know, it's
0: like when you see a, a parking enforcement smart car, and you're like, oh, you have you have lights on top of your car. <laughs> That's so
2: cute. Yeah, I know. Where'd you get that little matchbox car?
0: <laughs> Is this where I put my money in? Oh, it's not a meter; it's a car. Yeah, my, my bad. bad. Oops, a Daisy. Um but yeah I thought I thought that was a great scene. But I don't recall in the this time when I watched it. I don't recall what really snaps the chief into this. I mean what it kind of just seemed out of the blue like eventually he was waking up with the rest of everybody and kind of coming back to life but No I
2: think they the, did it, it well enough <sighs> but there wasn't really
0: a catalyst like a specific moment.
2: Well he had
1: he there was, voted I, before and we haven't like Right, there were little stuff, but that was him coming to life. No, yeah, that that was his awakening scene. And so really it just was two and two put together. But also we learned a little bit later that he's faking it. Yeah.
2: That's his moment right there when he he
0: gets the gum. gum. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's the moment right then and there. You build all (laughs) these little little moments of our main character going to uh, the basketball court and pushing him in where everybody wrote this guy off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's written himself off, by the way, when we yeah. first get introduced to the chief. Yeah. So when you have another character in here pushing him to kind of be something, you know, like he always kept saying throughout the entire film, although to the end, like he's he felt small, right? Like yeah. this dude's bigger than everybody. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that's feeling small, right? So you have somebody that's there that makes somebody that feels small inside to actually be somebody that they can actually see. Mm-hmm. And build him up to be bigger than he is. Like you're tall as a mountain. You're bigger than this. Like you should be able to do this. Do this. You know. He pushes him that way, and that's where the connection happens. Uh And there's little scenes, little moments where that thing, those things happen, ultimately to where they know they're going to get. Well, he knows he's going to get lobotomized, but um, our main character doesn't. And there's that moment of just like, I've been coasting underneath all this the whole fucking time. He's like, you bastard. You know that's what he tells him. The irony of that scene. You know what I mean? For for both of them, they kind of just connected in that moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I like what about the
1: chief is like he, his his sort of like break came from the fact that he's he sees Mac, he sees his dad in McMurphy. He sees uh, right. he sees a lot of his father, and his father was destroyed by the same spirit. And so I think with him, he just sort of he saw he he's just so filled with fear because he sees what being big does. People work on you, work at you, and they'll take you down. People don't right. like big people. They'll try, They'll tear you down. And so I think he's just... They don't like people
2: that are overly noticeable. Yeah. I mean, that's what that character was really or, representing. Or really, but know? it
1: seemed also probably, I mean, considering he's Native American and everything, we don't really get the backstory, but he probably was fighting for equal rights this i mean this is happening while civil rights is happening that's at least in the book Mm -hmm. in the middle of civil rights so his father was probably somebody who was fighting for native rights for native american rights and got taken down got torn down and got beat up and destroyed as a person probably in the same way mcmurphy's challenging the system right in this uh, situation his father probably did the same thing and so bromden is just so destroyed by seeing what big gets you and i just i don't know i love bromden I, I did too
2: he's a cool yeah. character especially by the very end but i i mean kind of getting back to your question like i feel like there was a moment so about the very end of this whole thing like you feel you feel taken care of you feel like you have yeah. the reason why yeah. but uh, you got to pay attention to the little the little details yeah. leading up to that though
0: i loved it i yeah. thought i thought his for not falling in line with the book where everything from his perspective I do I feel like there might be an argument where it, you're kind of that character because you're warming up yeah. into it, and he has definitely a pretty big arc in the film. Mm. Um, and even even with Jack Nicholson, I, I found it interesting that his character grows as a person right as it goes along because at the beginning, he wasn't including the other inmates in all of that stuff because he liked him. He did it because he was bored. He wanted to be entertained, even kind of with the chief. I felt like, as much as I love the character with the whole basketball thing, I felt like ultimately he was doing that for himself because he wants someone to Hell play
1: yeah. basketball with. We well, got this big ass guy. Of course, he should play basketball. Yeah. That's what absolutely. he sees him as. Well, it yeah.
2: leads me to be curious about who he is outside of this institution, right? Because he comes in as a big fish in a small pond. But yeah, he was totally. I mean, his whole backstory is he just. He mm. fights and
1: fucks. Too
0: he much. just does why he's whatever he <laughs> what he, says, he yeah. does whatever he wants. He's just that's just how his life is. Yeah, but I
2: mean, thinking about it from like a like a psychological standpoint, somebody that just does whatever the fuck you want. I feel like he was
0: pretty much an orphan. I felt like he was just, or he had parents that didn't care about him, and he was left to fend
2: for himself. So well, why think would about he ever it change? Even, thinking about it even deeper to that same psyche, if you have parents that really don't pay attention to you, what is the other end of that? You're going to lash out and You're try to get as much attention, get attention as attention. possible. Yeah. And that's his character throughout yeah. this entire movie. I mean, we not to speculate like his backstory per se, but it informs enough of when he comes into this place, he has a bunch of kind of, de- I don't want to say degenerates, but like, you know, to him, just a bunch of loonies yeah. where he's the, he's the straight and narrow here. Yeah. And he's oh, totally. like, I'm with a bunch of crazy is like i can i can make this work in my favorites where he's the man on top i think outside in the regular world he's not the man on top yeah. you know what i'm saying like well he gets in trouble all the time i mean right and everybody tells him you're fuck up you're this you're that you're not really the man on top but he doesn't believe that himself you know he wants to be that guy so when he comes into this space it makes sense to me on how he builds this relationship sure. over time there was an interesting moment that me and my wife were like huh this is kind of interesting where the the kids having sex. Right. He kind of gets his day. He's sitting there, the door the window's wide open. He can leave any fucking time he wants. Right. There's a long shot that happens in this where Oh, it's really long. It's a long shot, man. But I but I think and this is something that movies don't do the this day and age. My wife and I were talking about it. it. People do not. And I loved it because it forced me to be in that moment with him Mm -hmm. and made me curious enough to think about what the fuck is he thinking right now? Like he could run, he could go right now. And not care about anybody else. I think th- what you're
0: saying right now is probably w- what he's thinking. That's right. kind of how I got it. Well, both
2: situations,
1: it's his weakness for Billy. Well, it's I think it's his weakness he, for the
2: group. Yeah, but it's, but it's Billy is the most but vulnerable. So. But no,
1: it's directly he he finds out Billy's a virgin, and so he has like as they're leaving, he like he's like, he, like oh no, he, he he takes care of Billy. He he, right. he he sees that he's having a hard time with the goodbye takes the time and addresses it and then sends candy off and then hangs back and then falls asleep. Right. And then um, he has another chance to escape when everything goes down with Billy when he kills himself. Mm-hmm. And because it's Billy, he goes after it. And so, yeah, I think it is an overall feeling of wanting to take care of the group that gets personified directly because with Billy.
2: Because at, at that point, I feel for me, he realizes like he could go out and be free, but this is kind of where he belongs with these people in some weird way. You know, as silly as that sounds, but I well, think he found his like, people that, yeah, actually care, exactly. that actually care about it. These are
0: where am I going to go?
2: Yeah, exactly. This, <laughs> this is what I have. This now. is where I am. Mm-hmm. Totally, and but it's also, a really good point, though.
1: I mean, he grew up in like I mean, taking this character's thirty eight. They tell tell you his age, so it's thirty eight in the fifties or sixties, and so he's like. Growing up in that like James Dean switchblade delinquent time. And so, yeah, that definitely when you had like the freedom to be that sort of level of delinquent um, where you could steal a car and get away with it kind of stuff. And so I think it's like you have such a wild person that, of course, he's going to lash out in the ways that that he does.
2: Well, I mean, I think for me, like looking at the director, I bet you. Well, I heard an interesting Anecdote to how they were working together. They didn't even talk to each other nope. while they were on. They were on super mad. Set. I don't know. I don't know why they were super they, mad. They were mad because the director pretty much wanted every
0: or was wanting the characters, the the other patients, to be acting the rowdy that they end up being uh-huh. from the start. Oh. Interesting. And Jack Nicholson didn't agree with that. He thought that they it's needed to be build. like in the film because he's like, because if I come into the situation and I'm like that, how, how would that impact yeah, these guys anyway? Totally. That's actually a really smart... like. So they actually had a standoff for like two weeks where they didn't film because and they weren't talking to each other, <laughs> and they would pretend to be nice to each other at the press. But from this, the rumor was that they took a two-month break for Jack Nicholson to get hair plugs is the rumor. Oh, but weird. actually, that's not true, and it was only two weeks, and it was because
2: of this. Damn. They disagreed. That's interesting, because I mean, one, I think if Jack Nicholson was the one that suggested doing it that way, like, good on you, man! Like, oh, that totally. is a very smart way of building. Well, because that out. it was because great to have those guys slowly to...
0: come into their own.
2: Well, the irony though is you can't have a movie about control start without control. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's better to see it start in control completely mm-hmm. and then fall out of control because that's what the whole theme of the fucking movie is. Um, but outside of that, I think. Getting back to what I was saying with the directing end of this, like I would play this as a teen seeking attention. Because every scene, that's what he's doing. He's stealing the scene yeah. because he's seeking the attention. Yeah. More than anything else.
0: But positioning it in a way that he's used to by saying, Hey, everybody wants it. Right. So like the base the first baseball game. Nobody else knew it was happening. Right. It's like I think the guys would really like he don't give a shit about the guys. He wants to watch it. Right. But then I think that that's his character
1: arc is the
0: change. That's what I'm saying. But then he turns into this whole, like, these are, I actually care about. And I think for me, that may have started to turn around more when he realized that other people could leave. Right. You know, and I felt like he sympathized more for these people that were so used to the status quo that they didn't, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, why? Why? He was pissed. He's just like, "You,
1: you guys have the, like, what do you mean you're not capable? Or like, what do you mean you're not Able to do it, but he, I
0: felt like that really gave him the moment where he started humanizing with these guys, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, and they became his people. And then the beautiful arc of this is, then he
2: truly cares about these people, he cares about something other than himself. Absolutely, the last bit of this, yeah, the last bit of this movie.
0: But it's you know also kind of has that theme of enlightenment can cause unrest, right? You know, and I, I felt I kind of felt that theme. Towards the later part of this film where it's like he's becoming a better person, but guess what? That's going to be his undoing, Mm. you know, is to actually be a better person and stand up for something outside of himself. And he physically gets put in his place. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah, so I I felt like that was an interesting addition to the theme of total. Well, of and
1: in um, you can kind of tell that with the the party scene compared to the escape on the boat scene. Like he straight up abandons them in that scene yeah. to go fool around with candy, yeah. and like everything turns into chaos and it like falls apart. And then he gets angry with them at like the. You're chaos supposed he to left. be at the. Yeah, at yeah. The yeah. He gets p- pissed off at Cheswick. Yeah. Um, and that, but then, and then gets, like, upset with, like, all, everyone's, like, trying to get their fishing lines, but then they're trying to watch with him with candy and everything. But then, like, in the end, he's, um, he sits with them and, like, stays there to yeah. the end. Yeah. Falls asleep, ultimately, and, like, right. gets himself But, fucked. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think that was accidental. No, I don't think so either. I
2: think
0: he was, like, this is where I'm supposed to be, and I mm-hmm. think he let himself fall asleep. Because yeah. he didn't go get, um, the woman having sex with Billy, you know, it just... He was there. Where is he going to go? Canada. Yeah. Right. Okay. No. But yeah. even then, what? You know, this is these are his people. He yeah. finally has it, that. Yeah. Kind where he feels accepted. The and look he does where he it, smiles yeah. at the end at the of that long end, thing. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, this is. What, got I finally have a unit.
1: I don't know. I feel. I. I. I think. You don't I don't agree think, with that at all. I. Th- I think it was an accident. A- an accident. I think. You think he would have escaped? Yeah, because ultimately while well, he's he's no longer this selfish person, escape is his only way out because they're not gonna let him out and he's learned that. And so I think as much as that's true that he has found a unit in everything, I think that's why he's able to stay longer and isn't itchy to leave like in that moment and we are able to see like him serenely just sort of waiting but I don't think he meant to fall asleep and not leave. Well, what do you I, think he
2: thinks is going to happen? Like if you just waiting there like they're going to morning is going to come and those people are fucking going to come in and he made the the. And he
1: didn't seem like freaking th- out when he woke he up it. he was just like oh well, well.
2: It, yeah no, this is what happens. This,
1: I think this. because he still thought he could leave I still think he could just like
2: alright because he had the ace in his back he saw pocket the, he with saw the, the, keys. the keys and everything yeah, I think interesting
1: yeah I think it's just I think yeah, I I think he didn't mean to fall, to fall or, or stay asleep. I think he kind of thought like, oh, well, one of the guys will wake me up. Or well, he says something, too.
2: Up. It's not going to take long, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He says yeah, something yeah. Along yeah. those lines. Yeah, so
1: he's just like, he knows he's going to wait, so it's just like take a nap it, like i think he he h- felt he wasn't gonna be stuck there and
2: we've all had those moments too where we're just like i'm just gonna lay down for a second i'm, not that, my for a I'm second. not that drunk i'm not that drunk yeah, day woke there,
1: like, yeah. well yeah because he also i think it's also too like while he's waiting he does the fatal mistake of like oh my Over friends drink? are gone yeah. no may as well have another drink and another yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and another and we see the tea fucking downs yeah. the bottle while they're oh, just waiting and so yeah, I think it was definitely, um, <laughs> I think it was definitely an accident. Um, but I agree with everything you're saying with why he would stay. Right. I think he did recognize that, and that's and that's why he made the accident because he had these people and he wanted to stay with them. But yeah, but ultimately they could all leave, and yeah. I think he would hope. Like he he offers Billy like come to Canada. I'm yeah. gonna send you a postcard with my address. This is where I'll be. Come meet me. Mm. But he. The, his only way out is escape. He can't voluntarily leave, so I think he still would have gone just because he's like, "I'm not gonna stick around."
2: How many um, times did that dude escape? Though <laughs> he escaped so many times. Yeah. That is the one thing that when I was watching this movie, I'm like, "They need to fire these orderlies, man!" Like yeah, they're not they good at escape their job every day. You know what I mean? They're not good at their job.
1: But at he's all. also not crazy, and they know it too. So I think that's why they're giving the orderlies leeway. It's like mm-hmm. here's the fucking guy who's just being a dick. And he's you capable. don't think
2: Ratchet was like, watch that fucker?
1: Oh, she was like oh, when yeah, they're playing sure. basketball. at The start, you see her
0: in the
2: window, like right. dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, she's standing there like a villain in Bond movie or some <laughs> like shit. Upstairs. upstairs. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even the same floor. Uh, it was uh, up uh-huh. from above. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> <laughs> so true. She's like mm. <laughs> mm. looking down from the high tower. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, other. Wh- okay. The other question I had was: Was it a shock that Chesswick was the one to snap? Because for
1: me it In real life it's it, oh, well we'll get into trivia I imagine but in oh, real life right. he kind of went psycho. Yeah. Aww. But I felt like for they the were character, worried about him. Oh shit. Okay. I felt it
0: was a perfect one to have spaz out because I wasn't really expecting it to be him that would do the outburst. But I thought the way that they did that was pretty great.
1: He was always kind of as much as Billy sort Anxious. of Well, as much as Billy sort of becomes like uh the guy that uh mcmurphy really like takes the shot uh-huh. and takes under his wing like he had Chesswick wrapped around his finger like immediately um yeah. like Chesswick was the only but he didn't person. want
0: Chesswick to be the one to yell during this he didn't want that yelling session to happen happen at all
1: oh, i know like that was it was just he's yelling about his
2: cigarettes is that what you're guys yeah. are talking about yeah
1: mm-hmm. I don't but want it, your
3: cigarettes
0: or your
2: cigarettes i think I that was my cigarettes
1: that was McMurphy That's sort of seeing the, the dark side of his influence. Uh, like gotcha. being... um it's like I created a monster. Yeah. Like I've influenced these people to speak their minds and some of them aren't capable. Like mm. just what kind of needs to... I forget. All I remember is Bromden is is not voluntarily there. But I forget who else is. I can't remember. Who's voluntary? Oh, Tabor. Tabor's, Tabor's not, vol, was... not voluntary. Oh, Bromden's I thought he was. Not. No he was he's committed i remember they oh. said tabor browned and then the people who weren't. because the, the guy with the, with the
0: wife he's Harding's, he's voluntary he's voluntary um, billy's voluntary billy's voluntary um, Cheswick is voluntary yeah cause that was a surprise mm-hmm. but interesting but was i like
2: vito's character
0: oh that i think he was not voluntary I think he might he have committed.
2: I thought he was, and then the guy with the he was pretty crazy. Long ass hit me. beard. Hit me. Yeah. Hit, hit me. Hit me. You have twenty. Hit me. But it's also All right, like fuck it. Here, take it. <laughs> if bust they're not, it out. it's a queen. <laughs> you can't just.
1: <laughs> if they're not dangerous, too, like sometimes I think people would just be like, "We don't like voluntarily put in." So, there. do
0: you think the uh, guy from the hills have eyes? Was he voluntary or?
1: No, he was he was not voluntary. Yeah, yeah they
0: just swept so. his
2: ass up off the street. They're like, you look weird. You Let's know? take you.
1: Yeah. But no, I think for the most part, the people in the group therapy, yeah, besides, I remember Tabor and, uh, well, Bromden wasn't part of group therapy either. Um, but yeah, I think Tabor yeah, was, was, was the only person part of group therapy who wasn't voluntary, mm-hmm. which is crazy, which is like... Play the game
0: right. <laughs> play the game right. Just
1: play. Just that play. Like, <laughs> that was so funny. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good, but even that was had the
2: crescendo at the end with him getting everybody wet. Uh huh. You know, every scene. If you rewatch this movie, watch every scene. It starts and ends in the same type of way. And it's great. Every scene,
0: and Um, it's less obvious about how it's moving the plot along.
2: Uh huh. Totally. I liked um, one of the things my wife and I kind of paid attention to was this is a lot more. It's a long film for one. It's like two two ish hours where we're kind of conditioned now to watch ninety minute films or less. Right. Right. But uh, also for like nothing really going, going on. on. Right. But it keeps you so fucking engaged yeah. throughout the whole entire movie because that two hours went by super fast for my for my wife and I. And we mm-hmm. were just like that was really engaging, and for me as a filmmaker, it's always thinking about well, what was it about this movie that left me so engaged? Because we don't leave this this space very much, you know. There's maybe ten minutes here, or fifteen minutes there, that we actually get to leave the the institution. Mm-hmm. But why did it keep me so involved from the start? And I think it's just because they had really rich characters that yeah, you were that great you were writing, yeah. That you were you really were curious into this about, world. yeah, literally. So. Um, no, i love it awesome I, I agree with all this do points. we have so any gonna, so
1: i'm just gonna sit and just say, yep yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: do we have any th- more thoughts before we get into some trivia i have
2: one thought how the hell did that fucking little cigarette in doc's pants have him up in arms the way that he was like i feel like he overreacted well, to he that probably, cigarette yeah, it probably was just pants. a minor
0: burn And he flipped out because of it, dude. I'm like, that was gnarly. gnarly. I think I don't
2: think (laughs) he "Ah!"
1: realized. Nobody realized the cigarette was there. I don't think. I thought he knew. No, No, I don't think. I I think everybody didn't realize the cigarette was there. So all of a sudden, he had this like burning sensation on his leg, not realizing it's the cigarette. And then everybody, it's just sort of like everybody snowballed, and the orderlies freaked out. So he freaked out even more.
2: I just think it's crazy that he like was like. "Ah!" Like crazy where I would have been like, ow, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and that might be part of him being
0: unstable and not dealing with pain like on a child level. Sure. Or when they get a little scratch, you're like, and then you kiss it and they're like, oh, Oh, much better. Much better. Yeah, weirdos. Well, mom's kisses have healing powers. Just know that. That's just science. Dude. I saw that on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, I saw on one of his documentaries. It fixes all the boo-boos. Damn. But it has to be your own mom.
2: Yeah, it can't be If it's else some anymore. other I don't want your mom's kisses <laughs> on my boo-boos, Noah.
0: <laughs> those don't those don't help. <laughs> <laughs> this could take a this whole is, different turn. This is definitely a weird moment in time. All right, so some trivia. Uh Will Sampson who played Chief Bromden was a park ranger in Oregon and they pretty much cast him
1: because he was the biggest Native American they could find. He's a big Somebody dude, man. from the cast like found him. Like somebody knew him and he was brought in. Mm. Um, I forget who it was. But yeah, that's what I was, I was reading that. I didn't know he was a park ranger. But yeah, somebody like either uh, one of the actors or somebody brought him in or brought him to the attention of Foreman. Interesting. The Milos.
0: Um, so one thing I was going to bring up, I think maybe another reason the author was pissed is because uh, the character of McMurphy is supposed to be this big, burly, redheaded guy. And Jack Nicholson is not a uh, lanky, not red-headed guy. Um, but, I mean, that said, once again, love the book. I feel like Jack Nicholson brought out exactly that character. Yeah, the essence of who that character is, oh, I Oh, 100%. I don't know the character from the book, no, but, but yeah, I just I think felt like, on the screen you, know, you get that. And the script called for McMurphy to leap on a guard and kiss him when he first arrives at the hospital, which is what he does, but the director didn't think the guard's reaction was strong enough. So he told Jack Nicholson to jump on the other guy without the other guy initially knowing. So that's when you get that surprised look on his face. And I guess uh, in some versions, you can see him punching Nicholson afterwards. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like they were saying
1: like a lot of the group therapy was a mix of rehearsal and improv yeah. and people being in and out of character. Mm. Like, Yeah, that,
0: it says many actors stayed in character even when the cameras weren't rolling.
1: Yeah, Danny DeVito and the guy who played Cheswick both sort of had mental breaks. Really? Yeah, Danny DeVito developed an imaginary friend and like talked to the guy who played the doctor, and he said like eh, it's it's really not that bad as long it's not bad until you can't realize that your character is fictional. Like he's like as long right. as you can remember this you is went fictional. Deep. Yeah, you're you'll you're fine.
2: Yeah, you are Danny, not Martini. <laughs> He's uh, so small. He is, he is so tiny. There's a scene where he's
1: like walking down the hallway. Like I think it's Ratchet's leaving, and it's just like, oh my god, you've always just been so tiny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a scene where they're all on the right of the screen. Is when I noticed that they're like the whole cast is there, and someone's going in the side room. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was Scatman Crothers. I don't remember who it was right. <laughs> going that way, but like compared to everybody else, I'm like, oh, you're so wee. <laughs> You're so tiny
2: <laughs> He's uh, He is super he's tiny He's adorable I want to meet he, him one of these days he really he's, is I'll be like Danny You and me are going to be BFFs bro
0: He's just gotten more adorable with age. I mean, you see him, and that's always sunny, and you're like, "You're a disgusting character," but I kind of want to hold you. Kind of want to like.
2: But he's always played those sleazy-ish looking type of characters, and he does it so well. Yeah, and he's so well, like, he's a great director. He's a great writer. He's a great, super intelligent. Know, s- if you hear yeah, interviews dude. with yeah, him, his limoncello is delicious. You know, <laughs>
0: some alternate casting. So apparently, Faye Dunaway and um, Audrey Hepburn turned down the role of Nurse Ratchet
2: good because i don't know who else would have really yeah played you know, that i was thinking Man, no the,
0: she was the
1: fucking perfect. eyes dude yeah audrey hepburn would have been interesting because
0: i don't think you'd be able to hate her as much as you were this actress but it'd you, be interesting to see if
2: we could yeah but i think you put audrey hepburn in this type of scenario you'd look at her and be like you look like a bitch Like, right away, you write her off as looking like a bitch because she's usually so done up and, you know, yada, yada. Where this lady was so unassuming when she was in this position because it's like, oh, you know, you're old, you're still pretty, you know, and you're – but there's something about you that's off-putting. But I don't know what that is yet. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, for me, I think it was a little bit more unassuming. So, I don't know if anybody else – This one, she was way more
0: chilling even when you're kind of on the fence, you're Mm -hmm.
2: like, I'm really uncomfortable and I'm not really sure why I should be right now. Right. Like, you seem sweet. The things that you're saying isn't that accusatory. By seeing these other guys,
1: I kind of get where you're coming from. Right. Well, she was the one that pushed, uh, Louise Fletcher was the one that pushed a softening of the character. Yeah. Foreman wanted to really make her a personification of evil. I think it was like a direct quote, like personification of evil is how he described that character. And she was just like, no, like, Like really kind of inspired him to allow it to be more a softer performance.
2: Right. It's more subtle, but it's more eerie that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because when she's a personification of evil, it's just she's just some thing. Right. And this is real human evil.
2: Well, it makes sense for her to play it that way because it is the type of movie, at least in my opinion, that you watch and you can be on the side of on her end if you really want to. And sure. You look at it that way. Yeah, you could see him and as he like, can well, be on the side he of the other end too. super chaotic.
0: And mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, like she's developed this, uh, you know, this armor when she comes into work. You know, we only see her come in and out. We never see her ever outside, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We yeah. and it's that one hallway, that single connection, that single door. That's why they is really interesting. Interesting because when she comes in, they have that red light every single time in that hallway scene when she comes down. Right. So for me, From hell yeah, dun dun dun. Um, but for me, it, you can go on either end of this whole this whole thing, and yeah. I think she she played both ends extremely well. Well, I think she also understands
1: these people as much as McMurphy understands, like their need to be free. She understands the bad parts of them. I mean, that's obviously why they shouldn't be in society. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, you can definitely sort of see that she has a, a deeper understanding of who these people are and understands them more fully. Even if it is coming from a cynical, darker place than McMurphy, she understands like the darkness of them. And he sort of understands the, the goodness that they're capable of. Right. 'Cause but,
2: she's treating she's treating the issues and he's looking past those things. Yeah.
1: It makes sense.
0: So on the, the male act or for the RP character, there were three potential actors. We had Kirk Douglas, who when he bought the rights ten years previously, he saw himself as a starring role, but by ten years later, he just figured he was too old.
1: Yeah, I was about
2: to say a little older buddy. Yeah.
1: No, so he tried he michael douglas had to kind of tell him you're too old yeah oh yeah like he kind of had funny. to he wasn't fully there he he kind of had he still thought he can kind of pull it off mm. he's also 20 years older than nickel uh, yeah. nicholson yeah so it's just like yipes yeah 58 year old man playing a 38 year old yeah he could do it
0: yeah <laughs> uh the director wanted
1: burt reynolds and uh an offer was out for james Kahn. Well, this is also like deliverance, Burt Reynolds, before he sort of went away. So, I, I, Burt, before Smokey and the band, yeah, yeah, that's before he sort of went, (laughs) before he sort of lost his edge. Yeah. I mean, I think it could have been interesting considering like he could play, like, I don't think he can play the human part of it, I don't think he can play the softer sides of it. I think he could play. He could play just as hard as Nicholson, at least at th- at but this not the age. Um, affectionate but not, th- moments. Yeah, it would be. it be different. It'd be different. But I don't yeah, n- I agree. know how soft Burt Reynolds would be in this situation. Same thing with James Con for me. When I think I'm going to say Conn, James Con,
2: I, I think he would have done a decent job though because he has that antagonistic yeah. type of personality in his. Well, face. and he kind of was back in the day connected with.
0: Some mob people, so Um, so he kind of had that I don't give a fuck type of mentality. But it would
2: have been a very different performance,
0: sure. But I don't know know if he'd get to the point of being very affectionate. I've never really seen him like that in any movie. Not even Elf. I thought he. (laughs) I feel like if if he went back in time, one of the things he would have done is gone back and taken that movie seriously because it definitely his performance in that movie. I, it was one of my favorite Christmas movies. I watch every year. Uh-huh. Um, it's just amazing. It makes me feel good. The the yellow ones don't stop. Um, but but no. But I feel like in that movie he didn't realize that it was going to be this big thing because right. the movie is definitely people still love it. And I think he thought it was just another paycheck role, like Christmas with the clanks or Four Christmases. Right. I don't think he realized that it would how they would have presented the film as this heartwarming. So I feel Tale. like he just like phoned it in yeah but my point though is so no he was not sympathetic to his young son oh hey don't 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 talk to my son like that that's the best you can do jimmy
2: (laughs) can we do another take (laughs) please that's what he does in that right he goes you know why don't why don't you don't uh, don't why don't you
0: uh, not talk to my son like that okay that's what he does in his mind he's like shit what's the line (laughs) yeah
2: uh
0: But anyway, so I'm I'm not I'm not down with the James Con version of this. Jack Nicholson it definitely was him to a T. Yeah, almost to a fault. Where it's like this is how he plays everything from here on out. That's kind of true, almost. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Well, it's almost it's so yeah. It sort of is like his rebel without a cause sort of thing. Like the defining, like it's the it's the vehicle for that persona of who Jack Nicholson is. Like this is the vehicle. This is him
0: saying like. This movie is going to put me on the map forever. Yeah, because even took a smaller paycheck to, for the role, and he got some of the back end, which it ended up making 120 million. So I'd say yeah. that was a good, good, good Cost decision. Three
2: million to make. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. crazy.
0: So and that's 1975 five. and 76 money. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that like that's a lot of money in uh-huh.
1: Sweden. It's like beloved. It ran for like like. 11 Eight, years yeah, something like that like yeah, it like was in decade. regular rotation At for like theater. over a decade uh-huh. what in Sweden they like what was loved it? this movie yeah till the 80s I don't know but they just yeah. like it was like 76 did. to 87 or something yeah
2: I wonder why I wonder why they loved it so much I know much. right anybody listen to this <laughs> mm-hmm. message yes yeah. we're so curious. Swedish people please let us let us know, let us know what do you love about why? it
0: we love it too but for 10 years in the theater Shit. damn all right. So let's so we're ready to go to uh our remake.
1: Yeah, we could do this. Yeah,
0: I think so. Trevor, you want to start this bitch up?
1: Um I do, I mean this was hard. Dude, I Yeah, I agree it was with super you. hard. I mean, obviously Bromden can't be cast because who are you going to put Adam Beach? There's no like there's no
2: giant. I got one guy, but we'll um, get to
1: that one. Um <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, I just put Franco as McMurphy. That's the only person I can that come That crossed. Up with. My, I can that see crossed that crossed my mind. Yeah. Um yeah, it would be a quieter role. It would be a different sort of delinquent, mm-hmm. but I think I, I'd want to see what Franco could do with this. Um, of course, I'm talking about Dave Franco. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would rather have I'm I would rather have Dave Franco. Yeah, no, I um, but yeah, everybody else. I don't know. It's just so hard. Um, do you have any other than that? No, it's just James Franco, right. Ratchet. I I just couldn't think of anybody. But I don't I don't think she's not. Unrecastable. Right. right like everybody else all the patients and everybody i feel like th- those are the people maybe billy too um but yeah i just james Franco was the only person i could really think of for fair enough doing this so.
2: they're the whole cast of uh this is the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> in this movie that'd be kind of funny geary um okay so it's gonna sound off the wall but Jake Gyllenhaal I think can pull off.
0: He can pull off anything. That's not off the wall. That's accurate. Okay. <laughs> like, like I think Jake he... Gyllenhaal
2: could come at the come at this with the sincerity but yet have the the angst enough to mm. to pull off this guy's character. Um I could see that totally. Right? mean, um, he kind of fits He's that a persona. Chameleon. Yeah, literally. Um, and he could coast underneath the wire. He could probably play it a couple different ways too. You know, in certain scenarios. So I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, could play that part pretty decently. Um, as it comes to, um, the Ratchet. This was a tough one because I was like, "Who the hell?" But I was thinking like Elizabeth Banks could potentially or sure i could see that right because yep. she's pretty enough but yet she has the eyes that she's think... pleasant but she could kind of have the shark eye thing going exactly on. right um because That's you see choice. her a couple of times in other movies where she's just very stern and what she wants and she gets that look across so i was like eh, i think i could see i can see that for sure um but the guy adam beach was the guy that i was thinking for for that guy I put him on stilts or some shit like that i think <laughs> he could play it off you know what i mean um but as a director directing this movie, I think, rest in peace, but Sidney LeMay would have killed this movie, for, in my opinion. You know, I mean, doing 12 Angry Men and, you know, yeah. those types of movies. Yeah. Like, this is right in his, in Absolute, his wheelhouse 100%. because it felt very much like a stage yeah. performance. Um, but because, rest in peace. Um, I think for me, Alexander Payne would have done a really great job. I could see that with, too. With directing something like this. That'd be interesting. There's certain
0: um, mirror moments in uh,
2: Nebraska. About, oh, yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. And about Schmidt, by the way. Yeah. There's a lot well, it's of funny. I, Will
1: Forte was somebody who I thought could possibly fill a role as one of the patients. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. totally. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So it's funny. he actually be a like good taber, I think. Yeah, but just somebody, yeah, like he, there's a sweetness to him. But you yeah. can definitely play
2: uh, completely unhinged. Oh, totally! Yeah, it'd been interesting to see those like types of comedians coming into these mm-hmm. these parts, like having like Zach Galifianakis play like Danny DeVito's character. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you know. that could have been very interesting.
1: Well, I mean, movie. I mean, look at it like Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, like these guys did they go they more do taxi they went more comedic yeah right. it is a, they do have a more comedic. that was interesting kind. i didn't get
2: that connection until you just said that right well now. there's it's... a lot of
0: connections you have taxi you have uh um who was it oh nicholson and scatman crothers were Riders, also in the shining, shining. yeah so no. there's a lot of those kind of paired up like oh man and danny devito and kind of the dark-haired weird-looking dude I do not remember his name but both of them are in Death to Smoochie, the uh, film Danny DeVito. If you've seen that. I, yeah. Totally. Uh the former child or the child star guy who um who was hired to be the assassin. Mm. That's the same guy from One uh, Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh
2: shit. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. All right.
0: Um so but speaking of comedic, that's actually because I had a hard time coming up with a straight remake cast list. I kind of took the angle of comedy actors playing more serious, playing more roles. serious because yeah. I firmly believe, you know, comedic actors get a lot of disrespect for their comedic roles thinking it's easier. And I think a lot of the times comedy is harder to act in than drama. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if we're, I want to make this like a showcase for all the people to show that they can pull off being dramatic. Right. So I have as the director and I'm going to murder his name and I apologize because his movie last year was one of my favorites ever. uh Taika, Taika Waititi. He was God. the director of what we do in the shadows.
2: <laughs> That's interesting. And,
0: and w- he's An going to be directing movie. the. He's going to be directing Thor. third Thor. And after watching what we do in the shadows, which I had never even heard of until this guy was announced as the director of the third Thor, uh-huh. so I'm like, what in the hell? It's so a I go weird back movie, and watch it. It's, but it's amazing, funny as hell. And they're making yeah. a spinoff called Werewolves. <laughs> It's W E apostrophe R E wolves. Well, He's, those group of guys in those yeah. stories are really funny. Uh, it's so great.
1: We're, <laughs> we're werewolves, we're not swear wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, well, he yeah he did a bunch of um, he did a movie with uh, Jermaine Clements, Eagle mm-hmm. versus Shark, and then yep. did um, and they both directed this one too. Yeah, and then he also worked with them in uh, On Fire of the Concords. Mm-hmm. So,
0: but I th- I, w- I have him,
1: him as the director.
0: I think that'd be interesting for RP. I have Alan Tudyk. Which uh, from Firefly, he was also in Tucker uh, and Dale versus Evil. Interesting. Yeah, I think that that would be fun. Um, he's the E producer in Knocked Up.
2: Right, 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 right. That's an interesting casting choice. I yeah. think. Why? Yeah. Why him?
0: Uh, because I mean, I I I've seen, I've seen a range on that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely you know he's kind of people think of him for Firefly. And that's kind of where people get him. by me. I mean, he's done a lot of different stuff.
2: The tough part, though, if you're casting that guy, I don't know if he brings the type of persona needed to carry that character for yeah, a I whole don't know. movie.
0: Right. I would just like to see his take because I think it would be completely different. But I'm kind of kind of digging it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Nurse Ratched, I actually have Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I think that would be
2: super <laughs>
1: interesting.
2: That's funny. Yeah, that's a funny one to think I about. Think,
1: yeah, um, for what they've done. Uh, what's funny is I was thinking about it. Like I know they've done homages to this in "It's Always Sunny." They have to. I think they like they did the ending. Uh-huh. I think Danny DeVito escapes from something if I'm remembering, but also yeah. no, he
0: does, and it's the direct scene from from this film. He's in "It's Always Sunny." He smashes through. Um, the opening to this facility is in and he's like <laughs> running out as that same music is playing oh are running out and then he gets to like a fence and he's trying to climb it and he's having a really hard time getting over and they're watching this whole <laughs> awkward circle and by the way the fence is like one of those super short wooden fences oh, like a little <laughs> doggy fence yeah pretty much oh, how like funny. the picket
1: fence type of thing that's good um, yeah it's pretty fun but then they also did like an homage uh, or like a parody of it on the league. When They did uh, one of the yeah, dirt, I felt like uh, they're ripping Raffy. off.
0: It's always sunny in that one, but yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah, the, the Raffi and Dirty Randy episode where they meet in uh-huh. a mental institution. <laughs> um, and then yeah, because I know, um, June Dyne Rayfield, her character's name like is Nurse Ratchet or something like that, like some sort of like mm-hmm. homage to yeah. her, yeah. Um, for, yeah.
0: for Turkle, the Scatman Crothers character, I have Keegan Michael Key. Mm, interesting. that would be cool Uh, for Martini the DeVito's character I have Charlie Day I think I could see be... Charlie Day could pull that off yeah Uh, for Cheswick I have Steven Root who's that guy that uh, he was from News Radio the boss Jimmy Man he was the voice of Bill from King of the Hill he's, ah, he's from yes. Office Space
2: yep totally know you to...
0: my stapler yeah my stapler got it uh,
2: for worse with names, man. <laughs> That's all good. Like, just show me a picture, bro. Yeah, I totally know where that guy is.
0: For Billy, I have Taryn Edgerton. He is the kid from Kingsman. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very interesting. And soon to be Eddie the Eagle. Yes, soon to be Eddie the Eagle. Uh, and last but not least, I have for the Chief. I thought we have to go the route that Hollywood does with this role and just as long as he's in white face with a crow in his head, I think it goes to Johnny
2: Depp interesting i, think, I mean I he's on, the go-to for native leg- america i was legitimately on, on board with yeah, the recasting and until then johnny, johnny depp. <laughs> depp like <laughs> i don't care man hey i'm just
0: being realistic to hollywood or we could just do lewd diamond phillips because hollywood throughout his career has cast
2: him as like so many ethnicities if What's we were doing Lou? this movie yeah. this day and age it would be a black man Let's be honest. Like, it wouldn't be an Indian. It would be a completely different ethnicity. So it's Shaquille O'Neal. So, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm reading just between saying. the lines, Gary. I think you want Shaq in this. I'm just saying. Another Shazam. Another Steal. Come on, Shaq. <laughs> wish me out of this bitch
3: <laughs>
0: and it'd be like hollywood saying isn't it funny he doesn't know how to play basketball and he was in basketball <laughs> so funny yeah but we, i do i think if you make it if
2: you make it right now like if we go with like a real quote no, unquote yeah, indie, know. and i don't know what they do it that way this no this I, I agree age. i think it we'll would be it would, another that,
1: it would yeah, be another unknown it would be another giant yeah. native american unknown actor
0: um. so my next question our follow up one is and we'll start with Gary here does it hold up as one of the best films ever made and would it be as
2: well received if it was released today so I was thinking about this on my drive here and I think does it hold up today yes I ultimately agree that it does hold up today because watching with my wife who's never seen it after she watched it today said that is one of my favorite movies that I've seen oh wow in a long time yeah. Right, it's awesome. My my curiosity led me to think why 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 was it this one that she liked so much, right? And I think what the the movie does really well is that it doesn't it doesn't try to be something more than it is. Yeah,
0: it's very purposeful, right? In every way, I think.
2: Right, and they're not overly dramatizing everything with amazing lighting and amazing shots and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look at it from a cinematic standpoint. It's not really that cinematic. Right. Right? There's not much light pools. There's not much depth in the frame. There's not much, you know what I mean? Like from a cinematic photography standpoint, eh, you know what I mean? It gets by. So, okay. So then the next thing comes into what is it that we connected to so much? It is just the human condition, the human element that's in there that you can watch that 30 years ago. You can watch that 10 years from now and it will still relate because that entire movie is about fucking people. Yeah. And for me that's the heart of why I think this thing could be still holds up today. And if it was released today, you think it would totally. be praised? Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Even if you take that movie shot for shot and redo it like just the core essence mm-hmm. of what that movie's about connects with people on so many different levels because we struggle with that as humans every fucking day. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, conforming in like an institutionalized environment or is it conforming at our our own parents' Construction, Mm -hmm. or is it you know something else, or whatever? Like, we can relate to that as human people, as human, you know.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's still an amazing film. Like, I really just watched it, um, like I haven't seen it in like 10 years. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's it's engaging, it's just you're just pulled into it almost immediately. Yeah, that Um, first
2: shot just dry you're just like all right let's see where this goes
1: yeah and and yeah everybody's so powerful in their performances and jack nicholson this is like this is yeah what made him this This is vintage jack yeah this is not even vintage this is like pure (laughs) cut (laughs) this this is the pure this is the pure stuff this is what jack nicholson is um and so yeah it's i think there's just there's a magnetic attraction to these performances and watching it and yeah again the human aspect of it is why it's the fact that it's about humans and I mean, this is also it's, it was a different mental health um, situation between the 10 years of the book being written and when the movie came out and obviously in the past 40 years, it's a different um,
2: conversation even still.
1: Yeah. But it's still it still holds up and it's still relatable, yeah. and you can still connect to it.
2: yeah, and I, I
0: agree with you guys completely. I think it could absolutely come out today. And even I mean, it's because of the themes, mm-hmm. and it's because it's You're
2: so primal it, to us as human beings abs- and, and as a
0: society, and we're constantly mm-hmm. reminded, and it's very timeless because now, kind of where how that's manifested is this whole like black lives Matter, mm-hmm. where it's just like these people, if they're getting out of what's the perceived safe line, bad things happen and just the outrage that that's ridiculous that you take one minor step one way and it's you're screwed right i mean you're having that just that kind of manifests itself differently as time goes by and i think that's um that's fascinating and even with even though mental health care has changed ultimately that specific detail doesn't really matter because it's about the themes. It's about, you could, that could be the only thing that you change in the most recent, up is just to kind of make it more realistic to the time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, it's about the theme. Right. That's that's just a messenger for the
1: theme. Right. So I absolutely think it would hold up. Something I forgot to mention in trivia is, Ooh. well, you know, there's a Nurse Ratchet character in the show Once Upon a Time right now. Oh really? Yeah, I that's found that awesome. out in the trivia. So there's like a character. The character still resonates. It's she's one of the biggest villains. She's on the villains list of AFI. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, It's so t-
2: interesting to me because I think depending on how you watch this movie, she's just doing her job. Yeah, dude, it's it's. But it's, that's it's the it's debate: is she? Thing? Yeah,
0: yeah. Or you know, how much is this her loving this? Or she pushed versus, them? Has
2: she pushed the control so yeah. far over that it, it's it's? Yeah. Held on to control so much that it bubbles over to where two people are dead. Yeah, and the
0: only only way that change can positively happen if we the people band together, right?
2: And somebody has to die. Somebody has to die. It's just how it goes, man. Martyrdom. Yeah, right. You have to have that
0: martyr.
1: (laughs) This is a movie about chaos and order, Mm -hmm. but it's the dark sides of both of those. Right. Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson is is an unhinged like dangerous sort of chaotic and nurse ratchet is a cold distant source of order and so neither of them is like in the right because they're both they come from such a dark place of who they are as people just initially
0: yeah and gary going back to your comment about like why is it so interesting now i think part of that is the fact that how it's staged and edited it's not so on the nose with what what your opinion needs to be. Right. It's kind of like, look, here's the situation. Just watch it for the situation. And
2: that's one thing that, that and my I wife think and that's I were why talking it's so, about. it's still
0: so powerful. Well,
2: because they did what, I think they don't make movies like this. And my wife kind of brought this up to my attention, which I really, really loved, which is she was like, you don't get to watch movies where they let you think, no, they tell you like they're what you're telling supposed you what you're supposed to think, who your character is, who's the villain, who's the hero, this is ex you know by the fucking book, yeah, where this movie comes in, and it allows you to take a moment of um of your own moral sure. Like, kind of you know, makes you think.
0: Like, where do you, where do you align with?
2: Totally, because some people, I promise you, will align with sure. Jack Nicholson's type of character, and some people will align over with Ratchet's characters. Like, she's just trying to keep order or uh-huh. whatever. And it, it it it's one of those movies. At the very end, you're like, yes, yeah, so, tragic things happen towards the very end, but then at the same time, you're like, well, did it have to happen like yeah, that? I mean, How, like, everything where did
0: seemed it... to be fine and everyone was alive before Jack came into the picture, right? So
2: for me. That's really interesting. Just yeah. to, to see a movie that allows us to think, and right. they don't fucking make and movies like that And I think that's like that why it holds more, up man. so well. Right, because you can watch this; it's timeless. It's, for uh-huh. me, at some point, because you can again, you can watch this fifty years from now. You can watch it fifty years ago, and it's just one of those movies. I know it wasn't fifty years ago, but you watch this movie, and you're just kind of like, because of the human condition. Because of the institutionalization that at least our culture has kind of enveloped themselves mm-hmm. around, dude, it makes sense because yeah. people question that shit all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Whether it's vocal or internalized, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. All right, do
0: we have any any final thoughts? I think we did it, you guys. Shit, man. Yeah. Anything? I feel else?
1: like we did it.
2: Now I question my own moral stance on everything. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. After my, this one, I don't
0: even know myself. <laughs>
3: um, Get all back right. in line.
0: <laughs> so for our next show. The movie we're going to be doing is Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Annie Hall, nice. All right. I'm in. I've never fun. seen that
2: before, so I'm really excited.
0: I actually haven't either. I've seen a lot of his more recent stuff, but not
2: that one. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, um, Who's the director? Uh, Woody Allen. Cool, man. I'm excited. Very Very I'm excited, too. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.